Oh, well, you are nowhere. Right. You can't. Well, you have to come up on this. We it's gotta fine. get like two. It's fine. I'll move over here. You can move in. I know. Well, but they fucked up our chair situation. Our chairs all fucked up. Yeah. Well, it, let's talk about that first. Yeah. What the fuck happened with all, all right. the chairs? So, welcome back, guys. Yeah. Episode three. We're feeling a little weird. Everything feels a little weird. Yeah. Somebody fucked with our chairs. Someone fucked with the chairs. Steven's no longer in a box. I'm now in a box. I got a sunburn at work. He, uh, Steven's skin has has not seen the light of day in six months, and all of a sudden, he's getting sunburned. Speaking of change, right? We are introducing our first ever co-workers, n- not us guest story. star, or not not me story. Yeah, it's, it's not, a non-Steven story. It's a non-Steven story. It's a very special episode. Yeah, we are here today with our very own Christopher Michael Williams. A.K.A. M.C. Willis. That's right. He's going to take us back to the 90s again. 90s week number two. He's going to regale us with... Actually, you know what? It is kind of like True Detective season one. Because it's in the 90s. It's in New Orleans-ish. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I got nothing beyond that. But that's, you know... I feel like people are going to like it at least as much as they like that. I'm, I'm, I'm extremely excited, but I don't feel safe without Stephen Barnes here. That's okay. He'll he'll be back from the bathroom momentarily. Why don't you? Uh, why don't well, it depends. You, you're right. We don't know how long he's gonna be in there. <laughs> could be a little. Could be a little while. Do you have a? a oh no, he's back. Guys, mind if I join your podcast? Yes, yeah, Stephen. Yeah. Welcome back. Did you wash your hands? I did wash them. Do you want to feel them? Not particularly no. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like we a real we gambit, huh? You don't know if I did or not. Could go either way. Well, we were we were discussing. We were going deep, uh, philosophical, of how long you were going to be in the bathroom. Oh. Yeah, it could, you know, the, the answers are endless. I mean, Just depending on the factors that could play into bathroom time. What I was doing. Well, the one doing, thing I do wonder about ate. is. Um, uh, I was Chris. wondering about the, uh, you know, how when you go to the men's bathroom and there's people put the toilet paper in between the little cracks and the... Uh, we spent literally, I would imagine, a couple of hours trying to break, unpack that. Because are you... Can we back up? I need you guys to explain to me what you mean by the toilet paper on the crack. You gotta so make were you sure not that there? The, yeah, we, but you gotta make sure the females listening, because it's not just... Males, females are listening to this podcast. So there's sorry, like, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a crack in between. So the, the, door, the thing yeah, is, it's flush. Door and the, the, the door and the yeah, frame. the side, yeah. the frame, and the wall are not flush in this place. Yeah. And that freaks people out. And if you make eye contact, I think they're gonna think like some. You know, is it is it sort of like how they they think down south, where it's just insta gay. <laughs> like you just you just cruise just, it no matter what. No matter what, and you make the eye contact. That's it. I have now so people are to- crossed over. People are putting toilet paper. This is what I'm yeah. They ha- so they hang the toilet paper in the crack so that it's hanging there. 
every day. And if people take it down, they clean it and it's back up because. So this is not happening in the girls' room. This doesn't happen. Well, see, the y'all problem are... is you guys don't have urinals, so there's not like you're never like facing the crack. Whereas with yeah, the men's things, but you are facing the mirror and you can see through the crack you can make eye contact because I have had that moment Mm. where I'm checking like something like my eye and I realize that I'm right in the line of the crack and I'm like oh god I hope the person in there doesn't think I'm leaning forward to look at them in the stall wow I mean it happens sometimes I just like if I'm in the bathroom I just put my head down so that if anyone's walking by at least they don't know my face I'm like I don't know I just don't like the (laughs) idea of someone knowing who I am in the stall yeah (laughs) (laughs) Wave slowly into the mirror. Yeah. You gotta do that. You gotta do that. You gotta go with the creepy eye contact. You gotta stare intently. I can't believe you know what I'm doing in there. You put that makeup on, girl. I see you. That's right. You don't know what we're doing in there. Girls have a range of options. If you guys are sitting down, one option. Mm-hmm. Unless you are having some issues, maybe. <laughs> Girls, you have no idea. It could be. It could be. Could it could be, be one of one of like break. twelve things, right? <laughs> <laughs> could be a cry break. I could be taking a cry break. In you there, could be you know? taking a cry break. I do that. I do it every day from like three to three thirty. That's my that's my little time. I go. Uh, I go to. <laughs> I just go hide. <laughs> I go to the wellness room or whatever that closet is called nowadays. Get the cries out. I cry, I scream, I yell, and then I get on a conference call and I do the same thing. Nice. So it's like a practice, right? You limber up, you get loose, right? That's correct. Use more curse words when you get on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Hey, we need to put the phones on silent, please. This is is story time. It's true. This is, uh, we're going to go back to uh, 1998. Ooh for this story, which is a long, way long time ago. It's a good year. It, it was a pretty good year. I can't hate the 90s. The 90s were 90s were the time. Corey will tell you all about it one of these days. I know you weren't alive during the 90s, so. Oh, no, no. We covered this. <coughs> uh, 90s are my years. That's the years I was born. That's 90s. not your years. I, yeah. It, no, I was born in the 80s. I'm not, I'm not the 80s. Like, I don't know. Oh. that. I'm not the 80s. I remember the 90s. Yeah. I still, like, relate to my house in the 90s more than any house I've lived in. Well, it's because the 90s kind of had that effect. It's not, the 80s was whatever. 90s was, was intense. It was bright. It was vivid. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Yeah. So yeah. So 1998, um, I uh, grew up in a little town outside of New Orleans, Louisiana, a little town called Luling, Louisiana. You might better find it on a map, maybe. Uh, about 20 miles from New Orleans, and as high school uh, started to uh, progress and I got older in life, I wanted to do things. So you know, I had some friends of mine. They were starting to get into. They started to go to the rave. That was the big thing. That was like the thing. Like they were talking about, oh, the weekends we go. It's so much fun. Everybody loves each other and music and stuff. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Let's do it. So we went to a couple of little parties, as they call it here and there. Little, little parties down at the, they had a, it was actually really cool. Like New Orleans kind of was like the shit in the 90s when it came to raves. There's this guy, Donnie, he used to put on these big parties. They were totally insane. It was at the State Palace Theater, which is like this old theater that these ravers used to fucking destroy. Beautiful place that I just felt so bad. If they ever turned the lights on in that place, you would probably, your face would melt off if you saw that shit. <laughs> it was a really dirty, awful, great time sometimes. 
Nice that was, was legal back then, I think. Right? Negative. negative. Nope, it wasn't. It was, I'm not that old, Steve. Texas, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was. A, it was definitely not legal. But if you walked in that place, you would have never known that. And but anyway, this particular story doesn't really have to do with me going to the rave. It actually has to do with a couple of friends of mine that wanted to go to the rave, and I, at the time, many of you may know or may not know, I was really into hip hop music, and that was one of the things that. The rave actually opened it up to me where I could actually go. I found at the rave, they didn't really play hip hop. And I used to like be jaded. I'm like, man, fuck all this techno, man. I'm going to play some outcast. You know, like, I'm done with this. I used to make fun of it. But then they used to play this music called, uh, it was drum and bass, jungle. I'm sure Steven, Mr. Music Man, knows about the drum and bass. Drum and bass is basically the same tempo as uh, hip hop, just double. So you could rhyme to it. People would rhyme to it, and I, and I didn't I didn't go to the hip hop club so much, but I wanted to like fuck around, do my little MC thing. Wait, what was your name again? I was MC Willis. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I took the AM out of my last name because I never sleep. That's not that it. No, that wasn't it. I, was, I made that shit. Up, I made that shit up later. <laughs> that was definitely not it. No, it was like I don't know. I started. It was like a rapper. It was like a Manny Fresh had a song like this. This single or it was a song that he made, and at the end of the song, he's like Manny Fresh, A.K.A. Willis. Willis who? Willis dick fit in your mouth, boo. <laughs> And so we used to say it, and I kind of took over the moniker, and my last name was Williams, and it just kind of became my name. So I was Willis, and people to this day still call me Willis, and it's weird and stuff. I don't know. I'm retired nowadays, but back then I was a super nerd. Anyway, at that evening, I had some other friends from high school. I had two friends that wanted to go to the rave, and I had other friends that wanted to go to this other place in New Orleans called Cafe, Cafe Brazil. Um, this little kind of divey place that had like live music. They had hip hop that night. So we're like, all right, cool. I'm going to drop y'all off at the rave and I'm going to go to Cafe Brazil with these guys. I'm going to chill over there, have a couple drinks, whatever, and I'll come pick y'all up back uh, afterwards and then, you know, we'll head home. And, I, and so I did that. I left Cafe Brazil. It was like after midnight or something. Went back to the, where the rave was on Canal Street, and I, I parked like about a block or so away at this Holiday Inn at the uh, at an outdoor little parking uh, space. And I was walking down about a block or so <clears throat> towards the Canal Street to go to State Palace to go get these fools. And uh, they had some dude, uh, some like kind of sketchy dude that kind of rolled up on a bike and started asking me like, you know, uh, Hey man, you got a you got a cigarette or some shit? And I was like, no nah, man, I'm good. Like, no, sorry. And right then and there, I'm like, oh, something don't feel right. This is something's about to go down. And before I could even get a chance, because I was literally about to just start running and run. To, all I had to do was run like a block or two, and I'm like on the main street. Uh, and then another dude comes up on a bike with the gun and was like, you know what it is, player. <laughs> you all you already know what it is. I said, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> The other guy's got a knife, and I'm like, all right, so, you know, and this is and this is two weeks before I'm about to move to go to Baton Rouge to start college. I'm two weeks away to go to college. I'm going to go to LSU in, like, two weeks. I'm still living at home. I'm about to go do my own thing. So I got my class ring, you know. I got my watch, my little chain, you know. I got my, I got some little few bucks or whatever, the guy likes they start taking all that shit. I'm just like, just take it, like whatever. You can have it. 
It's not. It's fine. How big was the chain? You know, it was small. I, I, I didn't, it was no dookie, dookie rope. You know, I, I didn't. I wasn't like that. Would be crazy, right? <laughs> I see Steven's head's turning. He's like, this motherfucker had. The, <laughs> he had the big chain with the with the with his whole name across. That's what I was picturing. Yo, Willis like, with diamond the diamonds. Studded. That's what I was picturing. I mean, we could. I mean, you could like make it up if you want to. I don't know what. I don't know. I don't remember what was on it. My family, what was on it? A little eagle or something. I don't. You re- you repressed that because you had to give it up. Yeah, well, it was it. So that was that was the end of that. And the guy like put me on the handlebars of the bike and put my. He's like, get on the handlebars and put the gun in my back. Oh my god. And it was like, we seen you get out the car. Let's go back to the car. I'm like, fuck. And this is right in front of like it's like the, the Holiday Inn. Like you had to go in like under this little breezeway, but like there, if you went right there, it was like right in front where you go to the front desk right there. But you had to like walk in there, so it wasn't like right there. But nobody was see- there and saw anything. So they put me on a bike. Dudes take me back to the car with the gun on my head and was like, get in the back seat. Threw me in the back seat of my car which is amazing and one of the dudes took his bike apart and like put it in the trunk and these fucking sketchy people my new friends <laughs> got into my car where the one guy driving had the knife the other guy the passenger had the gun on me and they drove off to go on a, a, a fantastic voyage you know, a little adventure. Mm. So now you're a hostage. You're not just getting robbed. You're a hostage in your own car. That's correct. So I'm laying down in the backseat of my car. And, I'm, and of course, you know, during those times, you always going through, man, my heart's racing, my brain's going crazy. Like, what do I do? Do I jump up? Or he's driving up on the interstate. This fucker can't drive. He's like, oh, all over the place. I'm like, do I just grab the wheel and yank it and just crash into the side and, like, see what happens and just fight these dudes and get the gun and do i do that is this gonna like you know the whole time is this the end like how how is this gonna play out like what is the fucking deal here like you think you might get killed oh yeah the whole time i mean they got weapons they don't look stable well Uh, now now that you know who they are yes that well you'll see where the story goes in a moment so Anyway, so these guys, they took my, I had like 40 bucks or something like that, and, or something, I think I had like 40 or 60 bucks or something on me, they took that, and they parked, and I remember seeing like street signs, I couldn't really see, but I remember seeing the Magnolia street sign, and in New Orleans, they were, especially pre-Katrina, they were very well known, and, and if you listen to the Cash Money and the No Limit Records, they have three projects, the Melpamine, the Calio, and the Magnolia, some of the most dangerous places on the planet, like some place like war zones. These motherfuckers walk around AKs and just shoot people for nothing. So I'm in the Magnolia housing project, a place I had, you know, surprise, had never been before. So, new tour of the city, yeah. get to see a new place. New Orleans, such an amazing place, get to go to the project. New audience. native flavor. You know? Say, new audience for some of your work. Then, That's right. Yeah, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, I, I was, was writing a new rap right here, but <laughs> I might, now I got a little street cred. <laughs> out here in the, in the Noya, you heard me? 
Can you guys shoot me so I can say I got shot? But Ooh. like, shoot me like on my finger. Yeah, yeah. Right. Stay away from the, stay away from the in, the organs. That's my mixtape in the deck. You said, yeah. <laughs> Just hit play. Tell me what you have. Yo, like I need to know if this is what it is. So anyway, <laughs> these gentlemen, these these fucking guys. The one guy leaves, parks the car, he leaves, he goes up into the project, up the stairs to go into some apartment. Other guys sitting there still with the gun on me, but I started like talking with them and I get cool with them. After a little while, I start telling them, like, I'm about to start college, like I'm not trying to get killed today. And he, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, it's cool, bro. We ain't gonna kill you, you know. We just, we just gonna, we just gonna take your little stuff, whatever. And then, you know, we ain't gonna, we ain't gonna kill you, man. We cool. We ain't, we ain't trying to kill you today." I was like, "Appreciate it, bro. Thanks." And that's what you'll, that's what that's the thing about New Orleans, man. Like they, some of the nicest people you have, even the criminals, they 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 might shoot you in the face, but like, my bad, bro. My bad, my bad. They might get, they might be like a little bit, you know mean but then they'll feel bad or they want to invite you to the mama house for something i don't know i'm sorry you're going to the hospital let, let me give you some pie <laughs> that's yes that that's something like that that's usually that's usually the thing and that's the that's the, sort of the vibe of of new orleans and it's a crazy city in general but um so anyway so then the dude comes back down and they had uh if, if spoiler they had actually gone up to taking my money. The whole plan was for them to take my money to go up to the projects to buy crack cocaine, which is a big, big problem in that city and pretty much every major city in this country. Mm-hmm. So they go and they take and buy the crack and then they go drive my car like and park under some tree somewhere and they sit in my car and flame up the good old pipe with the crack. Yeah, Smoking the crack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know it. I told you the motherfuckers is nice. <laughs> it was like, here, bro, you want that? I'm like, I'm good, player. I'm really, really good. <laughs> Appreciate the offer, though. <laughs> Only time I could say I was ever around any crack cocaine or at least smoked or any, anything. I remember smelling shit smelled like burnt rubber. Remember, and then like a few weeks later, I talked to somebody else about it. They're like, smell like burnt rubber, huh? Like, I need to stop hanging around you. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so then there was that. Then there was, like, they wanted, they were looking and scounging around. What else can they steal? They had my radio was in the car, a CD player or some shit, like an aftermarket. And they are like, we're going to get that out. But instead of, like, pulling it out like a normal human being, they pull it out like a crackhead. They ripped the whole dashboard apart. They're, like, twisting the whole dashboard. It's breaking. I'm like, hey, if you just chill, I'll get it out. Well, they done ripped the whole thing, and they still couldn't get it out. I'm like, look, you push it in there, you pull it out. Here you go. (laughs) Congratulations on your new CD player with your new car. You can put that on your bike. What you going to do with that? That's right. You're going to sell it, whatever they do, buy more crack. Wash, rinse, repeat. So... Then they, you know, they go and they park somewhere else, and it was like, all right, cool, we're gonna let you go now. <laughs> it's like, all right, cool. And then they see I had some brand new shoes on. They was like, oh, let me, let me get them shoes out your wood. Let me get them shoes. Like, you can have, you can have the shoes, sir. There, it's cool. The shoes are yours. Cool. Leave me with at least like my pants or something. And then I get out, and then I look, and I'm in the middle of a project, and I'm like, I have no idea how to fucking get out of here. So I asked the guy, I'm like, hey, bro, I'm like, how, how I get out of here? 
Your boy is like, oh, it's easy. You just go right here, make a left. You're right down South Claiborne. You're right down downtown again. <laughs> I said, appreciate it, bro. I gave him dab. I'm like, you, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like awesome, <laughs> great. This worked out. This yeah. this was this was a, I couldn't couldn't have asked for a better finish here. <laughs> so now, I am, as you can imagine, a bit upset, and a little you know, mad and kind of don't know what to do. So now I'm like, oh shit! Like, what do I do? So I'll go back to where the rave is at the State Palace Theater, but of course, instead of parking around the corner, I just pull right up front. Even though I, I didn't park there before, because I was like, oh, no parking, can't park there. I don't give a shit. I pull right up, and I was like, well, I'm these guys' rides, and you know, this is like pager days. Like, I can't like call them and text them or nothing. Like, I'm like. I'm this guy. These guys ride. I should at least go tell them, like, hey, like, let's go or whatever. I told the girl at the booth. I'm like, look, I'm 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 got no shoes on. I'm standing outside the motherfucking rave. I'm like, look, I'm not paying to go into your motherfucking rave tonight. I'm good. Here's my license. Hold this. I gotta go get my little dumbass friends. And then I go upstairs to the thing and I go find my friends friends in big fucking air quotes because these dudes turned out to be the worst they were the worst and of course they were at the rave and both of them both hooked up with girls they weren't coming home with me that night they were both already occupied they were actually and when i told them i said yo i just got jacked the one fucker starts laughing i'm gonna fuck y'all like fuck you and fuck everything about your life so I left, and I was like, so now I'm outside, and, I, and I'm like, fuck, like, what, what, is, what is the play now? I told her, and I got my house, I told her, I was like, fuck it, man. I'm like, call the police, man. Let's get these motherfuckers here. Let's figure out, like, what can I do? Like, my mom's going to be tripping. Like, what, what, what can I do? So the dude comes, the police comes down, and he, like, you know, they got the little detective, the little, the little, cop guy and he's like filling out the thing and he's i'm telling the story and he's like oh that's fucked up man like he's like it's whack man like this i'm sorry to hear it like let's you know let's see what we can do brought the guy to dust the fingerprints and like did the dust all on the car and he comes out and he's like well you know he's like i, I want to help you but because it's so humid i mean it's fucking august in new orleans he's like it's so humid like this dust don't really stick like this shit probably ain't gonna work it's too hot to solve crimes. <laughs> At a certain sorry. point, they're like, "Sorry, we just uh, none of this shit works." So uh, <laughs> yeah, we sorry. Just go through the motions. Meanwhile, it's humid. <laughs> like time of the year, it's, we just don't really. You just help get people. to do crime for free because yeah. I think I found the problem. <laughs> yeah, which speaks to a bigger problem that is New Orleans and and its crime and the and the crime solvers. Yes. But yes, the, that's exactly what happened. Was that they were like, "Yep, can't solve it. Sorry, because <laughs> because humidity." Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, if y'all ever been to New Orleans, it's humid eleven months out of the year down yeah. there. Like every, even in even in, in winter time, it's damn humid. Like it don't it don't stop. So I'm like, ah, all right, cool, brah. And then the other guy's like, all right, you know, I'm taking all your information. Like, let me see what I can do. Maybe we can go back to that parking lot, see if we can check the cameras and whatnot. Maybe somebody's seen something or whatever. I'm like, all right. 
And he's like, I'm going to call my superior. I'm going to call my detective down here. We're going to, like, really get to the bottom of this. And the guy was, like, so sympathetic and everything. And we're waiting around. He calls the detective. And the detective shows up. And I can't even exaggerate <laughs> what this man looked like. <laughs> I, I mean, he looked like he played for the Saints. Like, he was the largest fellow that I had ever seen and with the almost unhappy face I had ever seen. All I could see, it was three something in the morning and somebody and I woke him up for this little fucking kid outside the rave with no shoes on talking about I got robbed. So he's like in my face. Now he's now he's intimidating cop. He's not on my side from the jump. In my face. All right, what happened? What are you saying? What's going on? I'm like, look, I told you, like, I was right by the Holiday Inn. Which Holiday Inn? The only one that's right here, like, right fucking there. All right, well, well, where was you at? And I was like, well, the car was parked in that. Oh, we're going to go check the, the cameras back then. I'm like, let's please do. That's where, the, that's where the shit started. He's like, no, you said you was, like, by the by the entrance of the Holiday Inn. I'm like, yeah, that's where they robbed me. And they took me back to the car. And he's like, all right, cool. Let's go talk to the guy in there and see if he saw anything. I'm like, all right, cool. And I, I'm like, look. And he's like, what happened? You said they were on bikes. I'm like, yeah, they took their bikes apart and they put them in the trunk. Oh, yeah? How are they going to fit two bikes in the back? I was all flustered. Oh, my I was flustered. And I told him they put their bikes when it was really just one guy put the bike. I have no idea what the other guy did with his bike. God fucking knows what he, what he did with it. Probably smoked it. <clears throat> and and I and I and they was like, see, you're lying. You're already lying. I'm like, oh my god. So now, so now this cop has put me in the back of his squad car and driven me to the to the Holiday Inn. He goes all the way, walks all the way in, and talks to the guy inside. And he comes back out. He's like, this guy never seen you. I'm like, look how far away he is. Like, you think you really? And he's and he's also working. Like, he, what he's gonna see out here? All right, we're going to check them cameras. I'm like, please, let's go check the cameras. But then he's like, all right, well, well, what's going on with your story? Like, I don't believe your story. Like, something, it ain't adding up. So then he drives me to the police station and sits me down at the police station. And now I'm a fucking criminal. <laughs> so then I was like, well, can you at least, since I'm now, you know, in some other world... Can you please just call my mother, who's probably fucking freaking out if she's up, if she woke up and I wasn't home at four something in the morning. So he, so this fucking cop calls my mom, and this is exactly word for word, and I remember the story so vividly. Like, this isn't even, there's no exaggeration here. He calls my mom and says... Uh, hi, Miss Williams. Uh, this is so and so from the New Orleans Police Department. Uh, we got your son down here. We're investigating the crime. Uh, just want to let you know we got him. We'll call you back later. Click. <laughs> so that's what he's. That's what stirring now. You can only imagine what's going on on the other end of that, that line right now. <laughs> so then he's like, "All right, well, tell me about these friends you dropped off at the rave. Like, what? I'm like, all right, cool. Is this guy Josh and this other guy Nick?" He's like, all right, what's Josh's phone number? I'm like, they're not home. He's like, you're lying, you're lying, you're lying. Give me the phone number, give me the phone number. I'm like, all right, you can call this guy's stepdad's house. 
Because fuck them anyway. Yeah. So because fuck them anyway. And he calls and he calls the house and and also I've never met a stepdad ever in his life, so he doesn't know me. <laughs> so he's like, hey, you know this guy, Chris, Chris Williams? He's like, no, I don't know who that is. Cops say, see, he, the man don't know you. I'm like, and I, at this point, I'm starting to lose my shit. And I'm like, this can't be fucking happening right now. Like, are you really? I didn't, I didn't say, are you that stupid? But I kind of implied something like that. And I got more criminals, like real deal, grimy criminals getting brought in. I'm, I'm not in handcuffs, but I feel like they're about to put the cuffs on me. So then he's like, well, what about the other friends you said you went to Cafe Brazil with? And, you know, you went to go with these guys. Like, I'm like, I don't have all their phone numbers. Like, this is pre-cell phone days. And he's like, well, let's go to their house then. And let's go and see them. And let's see if your story lines up. I said, let's go. Let's fucking go. Let's go. Please take me to Luling. Let's do it. I'm, I'm ready. I'm, let's do it. So now we drive. 30 minutes all the way back from New Orleans to Luling. We go there and remember how large this man is. And you can imagine my friends who, you know, weren't the most straight-laced individuals. So you can imagine at 5 o'clock in the morning. But he went to all three or four of these different houses and all the guys like, yeah, he was with us. Like, what are you talking about? Whatever. And then... Of course, afterwards, I, I talked to those friends. I said, I don't want to fucking do that ever again. Like, <laughs> 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 now he's starting to, like, starting to turn around and get on my side, I think, for some reason. Like, this was the way he solved the crime. I could have, the whole thing could have, basically what he was insinuating, the whole thing that he thought the whole time is that I went to the projects to buy crack and I got robbed and I deserve every fucking thing that I get for it. So regard so now I'm just like, okay, well, would you like to please bring me to my house so that my mother will like not die? Please. Like, oh yeah, of course, of course I'll bring you to your house. And we go to my house and open the door. My mom's crying, my dad's there, he's upset, you can just see it's a whole thing, and I lost my shit. I lost it completely. Now I'm in my house. And my mom's like, what happened? What else? You want to tell you what the fuck happened? This fucking bitch-ass police and they're fucking... Look at this stupid fucking guy. Like, look at this piece of shit. Like, all I did this whole morning was try to fucking tell him that I got robbed. And this fucking crooked-ass, backwards, stupid fucking police... My mom's like, calm down, calm down. Fuck that. We in my house now. Fuck you. And the dude stood there and didn't say a word. He stared down. He stood in the fuck in the, in the foyer in my house and did not say one single word. And my mom's like, calm down, calm down. My dad's like, no, calm down, calm down. I'm like, fuck that. Fuck them. Fuck them backwards prick fucking whatever, bro. I just, I lost my shit. Lost it. So after all that all settled and everybody's cool, and everybody, I'm okay, I'm alive, it's the most important thing, and blah, 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 right? <laughs> but that ain't the most important thing. Now I'm on a damn mission. Like, fuck these assholes. <laughs> And so now, of course, of all of this shit, he's still going to bring me all the way back to New Orleans to get my damn car, which is parked outside the police station now. It's a long ride. You're riding with oh him. Oh, my God. I'm riding oh. with him. Oh. So now... <laughs> Did you like my lecture in there? <laughs> so now, 
This guy, Sunday morning, the sun's up, the birds chirping. It's the it's the worst. I am not in a good mood. <laughs> he lets me sit in the front seat for the way back. How about oh. that? What a nice guy. I told you New Orleans people so nice. As courteous as the crooks. So courteous. He starts the car up, and he puts the radio on. And I will never forget what song was on the radio. He puts the radio on. And it is R. Kelly... I believe I can fly. Wow. <laughs> and to which he looks at me and asks me, you like R. Kelly? I said, turn that fucking radio on and up and don't ever say a word to me ever again in your motherfucking life. Wow. Not another word was spoke the whole way back. We get to the police department, drops me off, and I go and get into my car and I look, and of course now I'm reminded of the evening that I just had. Mangled mangled dashboard. (laughs) But on that mangled dashboard, clear as day, is a motherfucking thumbprint. And you can see all the silver dust, the shit that would, it ain't going to work, the humidity. I mean, you could not draw it up more. I could, I could go to the, to the crime lab and figure and solve the case. <laughs> the case cracker was right there. It was the biggest, most clear. You couldn't have drawn a better thumbprint on a dashboard. I looked at the thumbprint. I looked over at that police station. <laughs> I looked back at the thumbprint. Look back up at that police station. I got my car and I drove the fuck home. <laughs> that's my story. That's a good story. I'm sorry, I had to burp. Still coming out. Apologies. <laughs> it, it, it was a great story. I just had to burp really <laughs> no, bad. The whole time I had to burp. I'm sorry. <laughs> I held that burp in for a half hour. <laughs> the story was so captivating. <laughs> bubbled up inside. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, thank you to Chris Williams for sharing that insane story. And uh, he's now, got a little something extra for us yeah, too. I think he mentioned got a little treat to take us out. That's right. So let's uh, let's cue that up. Huh? All right, boost that, boost those beats. I could not sound whiter. <laughs> You ain't gotta talk slick, you ain't gotta talk fast You just gotta talk straight right here on the podcast Yo, we got the benefit, better yet call it a perk But don't call it out cause it ain't suitable for work Just a little something something to get you through your day Chilling with your host, Steven and Cole Ray But hey, yo, I ain't gotta say no more It's MC Willis signing off, enjoy the show